Good evening, folks. So, we made it through multiple Sunday nights without watching House of the Dragon. And I can honestly say it feels like Sunday nights won't ever be the same. So, um, I just wanted to get on here and do an episode of us like reminiscing about how we really, really, really loved House of the Dragons and why we loved it and why we miss it so much. So some of you can replace the feeling with Sunday Night Football or whatever, and that's cool, but for the rest of us real House of the Dragon fanatics, we got a whole two years to get that excitement back. Two years! And I just feel so empty and bereaved by this. Like, this is like how I always feel when good series comes to, like, an end like this, but this house of the dragons this is like this show ending is like a death it feels like a death and even though it's temporary and it's coming back i really don't see another outstanding drama outshining it anytime soon so i'm still gonna feel how i feel even with the show manifest just coming back recently it just feels meh to me like i haven't even felt the urge or the want to watch it yet because i'm not as excited they waited too long like they should have just ended it where they left it but the difference with house of the dragon is we'll wait forever and as long as it takes because with the way it ended please i can't wait to see and i don't care how long it takes but two years is just oh my god that's a long time so yeah a whole new chapter is about to unfold and i'm not gonna miss that premiere for anything and that's if I'm alive, because I'm literally going to be 40 by the time House of Dragons comes back with a new season. So for now, let's just recap a bit and go over all the highlights and talk about all the things. Basically everything that makes Game of Thrones the greatest series of all time. And let me just address one thing. All the show Game of Thrones. Here's the thing. It is. And the House of the Dragon is just one of the many stories within the grand scheme of it all. A Game of Thrones is the first of seven planned novels in A Song of Ice and Fire. And that's what we saw first. Fire and Blood tells the history of House Targaryen. It's the epic backstory that George R.R. R. Martin's Song of, Fire, or Song of Ice and Fire and that's basically the one with Sansa and Tyrion and Khaleesi and all them. The Tarleys and the Mormonts and the Martells and the Baratheons and the Tullys and the Greyjoys, etc, etc. So that was the initial, the Song of Ice and Fire. But in the grand scheme of things, it's all Game of Thrones. So now we on the House of the Dragons relating to the Targaryens and the Valerians. That's who we're, we're learning about. And if we're talking about the books, this would be fire and blood. Do you follow? At the end of the day, all this shit is Game of Thrones. So if they come out with a new season based off the book Feast of Crows, for example, which they did kind of hint that they were doing in an episode during a roundtable meeting Viserys held after Aima died. There's all these like clips and shit on YouTube that shows you like hidden gems and hints of the show so it's hinting that feast of crows might be another series 
but let that same intro song still be the same because you know what guess what i'm gonna call feast of crows guess what i'm gonna call it i'm gonna call it game of thrones it's always gonna be them thrones because that's where it all began for the tv series they got a book called dance of the dragons and it was mentioned as an episode title referencing the scene where aemon's dragon bit the shit out of Lucerus and his dragon erex killing him in the finale but aside from the books and their references the entire premise is based on who's gonna sit the iron throne the lies and the deceit and the treachery the obstacles it's all a game it's always about the throne so to not call it game of thrones would be stupid i just like i i always see how things come full circle with everything with this series Alicent kept the same page that Rhaenyra ripped out of the book from episode one when they were just little girls. And we see that in the season finale used as a pawn in the game so her son can obtain and sit the Iron Throne. You don't know if it's sincere or not or what she was planning to do with that page. But either way, it's great. It's all a part of the Game of Thrones. So from the first episode to the last that's just what it is a game of thrones so boom it starts off with viserys getting crowned instead of his cousin renice and there were actually 14 other prospects they came down to but them two um were the last two the of the deciding factor so viserys got chosen by like a thousand councilmen and Renice wasn't getting chose, but those were some tough odds to beat. So she definitely came close. And I think that's why her husband couldn't really get over her not getting the crown. Because um, he definitely talked about that shit throughout the whole series. It was very annoying. It's like, let it go, Corla. She didn't get crowned. Let it go. So Viserys became ruler of the Seven Kingdoms and... The man was just vibrant and full of life in episode one. <laughs> but we definitely see how he just not falls apart, but like little by little, you can see him deteriorating, which is kind of falling apart, but like subtly. And then as it gets closer to the, the finale, you see where he's like, he's basically dead. So um his wife in the the first episode was a baddie Ama, and i wanted to see what she was gonna be about because her little role was giving like queen vibes but um this wouldn't be game of thrones without a sudden death of a character th that you even have an inkling to want to like get to know or see more of as soon as you become interested or attached boom they're dead so um now um we got some untimely deaths throughout the series and hers and her baby was the start of it all episode one we had the funeral targaryen style where the bodies are cremated in kind of the rawest way like cue the dragons we didn't see this type of burial until now and this was only the beginning like house of the dragons is all about one of the strongest houses in game of thrones history house targaryen and one of my favorite houses thanks to khaleesi or daenerys i should say but everybody knows her as khaleesi 
Um, and now because of this series, Rhaenyra and Damon and King Viserys have all made me want to be Team Targaryen as well. Like, they make their house look good. For the most part, I feel like Damon, Damon really does to me. He's like my favorite character. Um, at first, I thought of him as like a Jamie Lannister in the sense that he seemed like someone we were going to all hate at first, but then grow to love him and admire him by the end of it all. And like always, I was right. If he wasn't so fine and bold and courageous and daring and perfect, maybe I wouldn't see the appeal. But my eyes have seen the light and Damon is House of the Dragon. And now with his niece by his side, they done took things to a whole nother level of greatness as this like dragon power couple. Um, I'm not explaining or elaborating on how sickening things were when she was younger and he gifted her with like necklaces made out of real valerian steel and took her to brothels to get her horned up so she can you know he can have his way with her or whatever the plan was at the time because damon always has a plan i'm just gonna say you know how the targaryens get down so we can move past that and continue to reminisce on other things so rhaenyra I've been calling her baby Khaleesi this whole time because that's who she reminds me of. But Rhaenyra's Khaleesi's great, 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 great grandmother. If you can recall, adult Rhaenyra was narrating in episode one and I'd forgotten all about it until I went back and watched it for the millionth time. After each episode aired, I always watched them right over again, back to back to back to back. I didn't do that with... um the original game of thrones though when it came out which is weird or maybe i did and i don't really remember because it was so many years ago but nevertheless house of the dragon made me want to watch it over and over again so much has happened and i just can't stop missing it and thinking about it damon and his brother viserys fell out in episode one and they reunite in the second to last episode when viserys is half dead Damon weds Lena, who was initially supposed to wed Viserys, but he didn't want to because she was too young at the time. And something I also peeped in episode two, Lena asked Viserys on their little stroll through the garden. She asked him, where is Vagar located? So she had plans to take Vagar for her own ever since she was 12. And fast forward, she gives Damon two daughters one of which will claim Vagar as her dragon when she grows up, which that plan never uh, took place because Aemon, Alicent, and Viserys' son decided to steal Vagar in the middle of the night because he felt like he had something to prove. Mind you, Lena, who was Vagar's original owner, she died the night that happened, like the night before, actually. And they just got done laying her to rest not too long before Aemon decides to steal her dragon. So the way that Lena died, she was giving birth to Damon's child. And that shit was so sad. Like the same way Rhaenyra's mom died in episode one, that's how Lena died. Or would have died, I should say. Because the Meister, like he realized it was going to be a difficult childbirth and he gave that option to damon to decide is it gonna be the mother or the child who we gonna save 
the father is always left with making that difficult decision back in those days because the meisters were idiotic back then and they didn't know how to properly care for pregnant women or deliver babies obviously so damon didn't make the choice all they showed was lena limping out to her dragon vagar so it could kill her before the childbirth does because she wanted to choose the way in which she died and so she commanded her dragon vagar she commanded her yes her vagar is a girl found that out in episode one and she yelled dracaris several times and the dragon refused to incinerate her and they that's how you know they had a bond because i've never seen a dragon not obey a dracaris command never in the history of game of thrones has that happened until watching this you literally could see on the dragon's face how sad she was but eventually she did it and then right when she's about to out comes damon just a running out right in time to see his wife getting burned to ashes and we were just left to assume the decision he made was to pick her and not the baby or we don't know he probably chose the baby but lena wasn't trying to find out she wasn't going out like that and this was my scene this was my Game of Thrones scene that stuck with me. If you could only choose one, the House of the Dragon scene that stands out to you as your favorite, which one would it be? Because this was mine. That's that's like a hard one because I have so many like favorite scenes, but Lena dying, that was it for me. It wasn't my favorite because she died. It just was a dope scene because she didn't go out like so easily like giving birth she was like i'm gonna choose how i die you're not gonna pick me or the baby so this is what we're gonna do because it's like she already knew that she was gonna die she knew one way or the other if she would have lived she probably couldn't have dealt with losing the baby so either way it was like a lose-lose situation so taking the the dragon incinerating you route i guess was her best option at the time but yeah we only saw her in two episodes and the black girl left the impact she left an impact four episodes if you count when she was a kid but still impacted and um yeah because that's how we do even at the soiree the soiree when uh sir crispin uh beat the redhead he beat his face to a pulp and um the valerians walked in and that scene when they initially arrived they were swagged the hell out we just have this like air about us like it was just so dope it's some they i like how this series makes the valerians top tier or as equal as the targaryens they're not poor they're not whatever that's like i don't know the valerians i guess are supposed to live up to their name which is just as good as the targaryens because they ride dragons too they got they got ships too they can do what the targaryens do too they're just as good and to have them be black that was really dope i thought that that was super dope 
nobody should be complaining about that because game of thrones is fucking make-believe and made up the shit didn't really happen so if they wanted to make them black guess what they can the shit is made up you can't say that they should be white because how the fuck the story is made up and if he whoever the creators of this show if they wanted them to be hispanic asian it honestly really wouldn't matter i am just saying that with the valerians being black it was kind of more impactful for me to see because obviously because i'm black and because it's game of thrones it's such a predominantly like white whitewashed kind of show so now there's like a whole group of people the valerians and like i said they're not poor they're dope they're fucking raw they're leaders and they have ships and dragons and they're black so that was good on the writers for doing that um back to viserys and alicent because they got married out of nowhere um and rhaenyra held a grudge against them for that if your parent married your best friend you would feel some type of way too yet Viserys and Alicent they went on to produce more children all of which to me were lame and retarded the daughter however she she might seem like she's slow but she's actually a seer like she's pretty fire because all of her predictions you really have to pay attention when she talks listen because then you can watch it all unfold it will all make sense later everything she says comes to pass her riddles are basically the foretellings of mishaps or danger that's about to come and i love how they made her seem like she was crazy but she was just seeing the future and it was so raw um aemond was a peon and until he grew up and the glow up was real and it just like happened out of nowhere it was like seeing a mini daemon or a daemon spinoff if you will it was like the dollar tree version of daemon nonetheless he grew up and he learned how to fight definitely came a long way from being teased and losing an eye in a brawl over stealing people's dragons when he was little that fight by the way it was epic that was another favorite scene or favorite um, episode of mine uh, when he decided to steal Vagar from Bela or Reyna I forget which sister it was he decided it would be cute to admit it and brag about it because that's what started the fight and he's the king's son so he basically can get away with it and not have any repercussions so he gets into it with the girls mind you at this time they're all just kids Bela Orena steps up and Eamon punches the shit out of her. So that's when Rhaenyra's sons step in and they square up and now it's a fight fight. So um, that's happening and I think the guards eventually come in and break it up. I don't remember exactly what happens but before they do, Lyceris gouges out Eamon's eye with a knife. Like his whole eye is gone. Like you need a patch for the rest of your life now so now the mom's got to settle this once and for all and allison she literally wants an eye for an eye and viserys is like bitch calm down even though that's his son he's always going to take up for rhaenyra that's his daughter he always 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 throughout this entire series and i respect viserys for this he always 
had Rhaenyra's back. Like, he always has his daughter's back. Like, that's that was, like, never changing with him. And she was whoring with her guard, Sir Crispin, and Viserys didn't care that she lost her virginity. Um, even now, with her bastard sons being passed off as Laner's kids, uh, which we all know is a damn lie, because for one, they ain't black. They don't look Valerian at all. And for two, Laner is gay as hell. But leave it to Viserys, he's gonna bring up some stories about mares and how the horses breed and sometimes they come out with different colors different color manes nobody wants to hear that story Viserys like we know everybody knows that Rhaenyra's kids are not truly heirs to the throne they're not Valerian blood and it doesn't matter because Viserys always gonna lie and protect his daughter so Nobody can really question Rhaenyra's son's legitimacy in his presence because he'll have their tongue. Or Damon will have their heads. They can keep their tongue. Which brings me to another great part. Deciding who was going to take Corliss's place when Corliss dies. His annoying brother felt like it should be him. Mind you, we never heard shit from this nigga in all nine episodes but one thus far. But now, here you come all of a sudden trying to claim somebody's title? Goodbye. He had the nerve to call Rhaenyra's sons bastards in front of the whole entire king's court just because they were next in line and he wasn't. Like, how petty can you be? And for that, Damon took his head. As he should. So, seeing that beheading was so raw. The graphics and the costume design for this series was elite. None of the dragons were fake. As far as I'm concerned, they were all real. I appreciate the production of this series for not using CGI. The budget for this was probably a cool billion because there's no way what I watched wasn't real. Everything was real. I don't care. I think I think the budget cuts came into effect when it came to the Valerian's wigs, though. Because their wigs... Yeah, they tried us. Like, they played in our face with those wigs. Um, I I'm, I don't know. Corliss's wig, it, sometimes it did look like he really did have those dreadlocks. But for the most part, no. They were like, yeah, this is where we draw the line with the budget. We got to cut. <laughs> um, Another thing about Corliss, I really thought for a moment that Corliss was going to go rogue villain by teaming up with Damon in the beginning. Um, I thought that was going to go way left and in a totally different direction than it did, but it kind of simmered down when Damon took out the crab feeder. And there was where we saw Damon's full-on pettiness in go mode. Okay, so boom. He got a letter from his brother, and Viserys was saying that he can help him take out the crab feeder, and Damon's reaction to that letter was so beyond a thank you. Like, I guess being banished from court can really push someone over the edge. But Damon been jumped off the edge. Like, he jumped off the deep end long, long, long ago. Like, remember when he killed his ex-wife? <laughs> I'm not sure his plan was to kill her originally. Like, she was talking mad shit and ultimately sealed her fate 
And I think he would have just left her there paralyzed on the ground had she shut the hell up. But I don't know, because wouldn't she have had to die in order for his plan to work? Because he was trying to kill her and inherit her land or what did he even acquire the land or inheritance he was supposed to get because she died they didn't circle back to that maybe he did i don't know but his ways are unorthodox and i'm obsessed with him with everything he does i don't care the way he plots and schemes and puts his cloak on what listen once that hoodie comes on it's about to be trouble trouble damon style and the crazy thing is he brought he brought Raina not Raina he brought Rhaenyra down his adventurous path with him but she actually wanted to go like him leaving that map of secret hidden doorways behind her room and the beggar clothes for her to put on and blend in once she escapes that was so dope he was such a cool uncle minus the perversions like i'm gonna vomit if i think about it so let's just let's continue the guard that she um bumped into in the alley when her and damon were on their little escapade in the streets and going to the whorehouses or whatever so that guard was sir harwin her soon-to-be baby daddy like it's so funny to me if you go back and watch the episode you'll see that it's him um, he was another one that just had to die too soon. These untimely deaths, obviously a pattern with the writers of this show, but I 1000% wanted to see Harwin train his sons to be raw ass warriors, you know, and just get to see them grow up. Like I had plans for that whole family, their secret little family that no one knew about um but that sneaky bitch his own brother just had to set him up and kill him and their dad just so he can get a favor from allison at this point i'm starting to think the payment for his services is strictly feet pics and it's weird because why the foot fetish took me by surprise like was everybody else surprised by that he just seems he does seem like a weirdo and a creep but i was still taken aback by it and it was just so subtle at first like i love how they just crept that right on in there like allison was like casually taking off her stockings and like showing him like little by little more and more of her feet as the more information is being given to her like what a whore a foot whore but anyways um what else can we reminisce on there's so much that happened i'm gonna miss the dragons obviously the most excited to see um the wild dragons that damon has been rounding up and i didn't even know that's that's what he was doing at first but then here he comes lurking in dark layers singing lullabies come to find out is to lure the wild untamed random dragons and i'm like this nigga's crazy so the dragon the dragon was huge big as shit and i'm just so excited to see if he ends up taming all of them he's just recruiting a whole squad for this war they're preparing for and that the first dragon that we saw him trying to uh trying to tame it seems about the size of vagar and you know vagar is the biggest dragon in the world so 
for that dragon to be as big if not bigger that would be dope because now we got this dragon on our on our side if anyone can train it though it's gonna be damon's crazy ass damon damon is the man um but the ending let's talk about the ending because that ending was crazy and not to mention sad day day and ray ray losing their baby Uh uh-uh Rhaenyra pushed that baby out. I don't care about this billion dollar budget and making shit look realistic. She gave birth to the baby on set in that finale. Okay, That's what I'm sticking with. It was graphic as fuck and so cool. To see. If you didn't feel like you was watching a real child being born, then you didn't watch it right. She literally reached her hand down there and pulled the baby out like Kourtney Kardashian did when she was giving birth. But I hate that it was a stillborn. That was so sad that was so fucking sad i i guess maybe this is the type of situation that happens sometimes when you're related to the person you made a baby with so nasty i could say the same about jamie and cersei's kids but they actually came out even though none of them was normal and they were pretty much fucked up in the head especially joffrey um Tommen was weird i think their daughter marcella marcella was the only normal one with sense and she knew her parents were weirdos but she didn't care anyways ray ray and day day they're definitely a dynamic duo still and the way my soul catches on fire every time damon and rhaenyra speak high valerian to each other i'm really gonna miss so much about house of dragons everything about it but mostly day day and ray ray So I'm going to keep watching the episodes when I'm bored just for fun and watch me find something new every single time that I missed the first time. It's unlikely that I missed a lot, but still, my uncle, may he rest in peace. He always said to me that no matter how many times you watch something, you'll always find something you didn't see before. And he was very right about that. And I'm sure it has something to do with our mind capacity and maybe people with photographic memories are better at capturing more than others. But ultimately, we can't possibly absorb every single thing in one sitting. So on that note, I'm going to leave you with that food for thought. And I hope I made you want to go back and watch the entire series all over again, which you should have already been doing by now anyways. But yeah, until next time, peace.